Are you ready for this? Your boys are back. Show dog. It's WrestleMania 15. <laughs> Main event, The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Gola. Whitey, again, that motherfucker just hit a third. Suck my dick, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, holy fuck, that guy hit some tanks, baby. And KG. It's, it's tough. As I, can, I, don't, I don't know. I don't even know. I'm sorry. I just got worked up about Girardi. I fucking hate the guy. <laughs> Bringing you hot take after hot take. It's BDB. Ooh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. It's our 44th episode. Whoa. It's NFL opening weekend. We get the review week one of college football, and most importantly, our week for our golf outing is finally here. A boys' weekend what? away, Sunday River, hardest golf course in New England. <laughs> Let's grind! It is upon us. <laughs> I've already got a, I've already got a pretty good idea of how it's going to go down, dude. Um, I'm in the first t- first group. I'm going to get up there, and I'm going to uh, slice mine directly into the woods. And then my teammate Keith will probably eagle the first hole, and that'll get us on track. And then we'll just go ahead and fucking win it all. That's my guess. <laughs> eagle. Some lofty ex- there's eagle. some lofty expectations on hole one for Ke- on for Keith. Keith can get there. I'm in not two. even sure. Can he? I'm not His even sure. Keith middle can name get is get there in two. He can get there in two. I don't Keith know. Bunker. He just told me that night he shot a 39. So. Wow. Wasn't at Sunday River though. It was not at Sunday River. But I feel like he is he is definitely looking at some people that and being like, Man, I gotta beat him. I gotta prove myself that I can fucking beat him. Um and I don't blame him because he's been putting in the work where Vet's just gonna go up there and grind and mash and talk the talk. So uh, it will be interesting. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think Keith would rather me and him win, but Vet beat him individually, or him individually beat Vet, but me and him not win? He's probably the most selfish person I know. He wants to win himself. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know. I don't. Fuck. I don't know. It's a tough one. My initial thought was I think with as much shit as Vet's talked, I was gonna say he'd probably want to beat Vet, but yeah. I so hope that is not saying, the case. Basically, what we're saying is, "Fuck you, Kev." Yeah, it's basically what it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring nothing to this team. I know that. So. <laughs> it's we'll definitely see. like you want to be the best golfer out there, and like I, on for him, honestly, if he is the best golfer, you guys will have a chance. But if he's not, he's just his handicap so high that it's gonna be hard for him to be able to make up those points. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're the uh, hole thirty-eight. Under yeah, 30 that's points. Tough. That's a big, that's a big hold. To, that's just a big hold to like get out of. I feel like at Oakdale. Yep. It's, oh, I went to the sure. driving range today and it was ugly. It was ugly. I had a lot. Uh, I usually get like, Oh, like you can buy like a half, um, thing of balls, bucket of balls. And then you put another five bucks in and it makes it full. I had to get another, like two, like a whole, I had to do, I had to do a whole bucket, which is usually my max. And I was like, this is so bad. I gotta get another bucket. <laughs> I was there for a while. I I will tell you the last 
three times I played when I played in Connecticut and then down to Willowdale. And then I played again Monday uh, up to up to camp with my uncle. I um, something needs to change quickly as far as me getting off the tee, because uh, if not, I'm going to be in for a world of hurt uh, come Saturday. Um, Was that time we me and you played at Martindale? Is that the last time you drove good off the tee? Yeah, you, you were look, phenomenal. That I was. Yeah, I was pounding it off to see that day. I don't know what's going on. Um, I hit a couple decent ones on um, on Monday, but then it's there's just some that were all over the place. And uh, me and me, Vet and Keith are playing Keyser Lake Saturday morning before Sunday River. So I'm hoping I can find a club, whether it's my hybrid, I'm bombing out my hybrid. I'm hoping I can get at least my three wood off the tee um, on Saturday, so I can get a club I can find in the find in the fairway. But what is that, Freiburg? Well, that's in level, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you guys are playing 36 holes that day, huh? Yep. Right. That's a lot of golf. 36 dude. that day. We I've well, gone... it's like when we go to. I've gone from playing two at least twice a week to once now every two weeks. Uh, so like that's I think that's definitely why I'm, I just feel the rust. So today I went to the driving range. Tomorrow I'm gonna try to play. Third Friday I'm gonna go to the driving range for a while, and maybe even Saturday morning go to the driving range to get my find my stroke. Got to get it back. The thing that I love about Saturday's setup is that I'm not expecting to even come close to having the best score of anyone, and I know that. But the way it's set up is that I can have those blow-up holes and just be fine as long mm-hmm. as, like, throwing some good holes. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, just having that mentality, I think, is huge going into it. So No doubt. And, sure, and I'm looking for back-to-back-to-back. So How are you feeling about that? You think it's going to happen? Who are you playing you with? You never know. Puya. Me, it's me and Puya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, you never no know. No chance. No, there's a there's chance. No... You know, sometimes I can uh, bring that positive energy and Puya's going to get it going. I, I see. He, I, I've talked to him where, as you can tell, that I've changed his tone from being overconfident to being a little uh, line in the weeds where you don't see us coming. So uh, he was talking a lot early in the year saying that he only plays blue tees and all that shit to just being quiet and calm. A little bit of that is that I kicked him out of our chat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that might be a big part of it, actually. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, speaking of, absolutely ridiculous that it, people don't have Apple phones. Like, that. can we just get into that real quick? Like, if everyone has an Apple phone, like, even if you like the other phones more, you still have to run an Apple phone because all your friends do it. Exactly. It just makes sense. It makes oh, life easier. Um, couldn't agree more. Like, I don't have an Apple uh, computer because it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't need to, like, communicate with other people through Apple computers. But I do need it for my phone because it makes it life so much easier. Right. And so, like, I know, like, Vet threw it out there in the, in the chat of the guys that are going up the uh, Sunday River on Saturday. But we're starting to plan a trip to go on South Carolina in the beginning of February. And we, I think we have, like, seven guys. We have five guys that are fully committed. Um, and then I think of two other right now that are wait, like figuring out if they can get the time off. But um, two of them are friends of my my cousin Brady, and I was like, 
I was like, if these guys don't have iPhones, then you're going to need to relay message to them because we're not adding them to the fucking chat <laughs> and having to deal with goddamn green text. And he goes, no, they both do. So we're, um, we're good there. But yeah, no, it, it just makes everything so much goddamn easier. Yep. Uh, so for Saturday, I just want to say this, uh, cause DP's a bitch. You want to talk about him after, oh, yeah. but, uh, yeah. once he backs out and we fill in a spot, I think Puya and Shuri are going to have the, the best starting, uh, I don't know. How, how do you say that? The highest negative number? No, the lowest negative number. Wow. So I was going to say too, is, uh, to zero. if, if we get a yes back from the person that I asked today, I think he has the lowest handicap of anybody going. Better than Vets, huh? I think it's slightly better than Vets. I think it's like seven and a half, wow. maybe seven. He, You um, can find his on the app. I know that. Yeah. I think I've seen his uh, on there. I think it's slightly better than Vets. But, um. Brady Fagola, 8.2. Oh, okay. So it's wow. both the same as Vets. I, for some reason, I thought it was a little bit lower. But still. Yeah. Adds another little, um. Yep. Bigger golf from the mix, so. I know. I can't wait. It's going to be a good time. Um, looks like the, I don't want to say it, but it looks like the weather is going to be fantastic for the day so far. So, um, I think at this point you can say it. I think it, the weatherman would have to be pretty fucked up to get that wrong. Like when it's, only, well, when it's only two days out, <laughs> if this was like, if it usually. was like a week and a half and you were starting to say it, I'd be like, you know, watch your mouth, but it's like, it looks absolutely perfect. So, yeah. Um, quick story at the driving range day, um, Kim came with me and Bo, we were trying to get him to take a nap. So we drove around and then we stopped the driving range and this old, old guy, he had to have been pretty close to 80 is like driving next to me at like hit some balls. And he only hit like a couple. And then he gave me his, his bucket and, uh, he comes over and he's talking to Kim and he's like, you know, I'm just going to tell you one thing. Golf. And sex is the only things that you don't have to be good at to enjoy. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I mean, what? That's what he said to Kim. I thought that was fucking hilarious. I was losing it. I mean, it, he's probably he's a, not wrong. He's got a point. It's just a very <laughs> weird thing to say to some random it's, person. It's, he said it, and I was like, I was like, my fucking head snapped. I was like, what? The dude was trying to. What is the guy, guy was trying to? Trying to lay some pipe on the wife, dude. <laughs> <laughs> trying to hit on Kimmy. Oh, that was a good one. Unreal. Holy shit. That's an interesting. You guys around. have a good long. You guys have a good long weekend. Uh, college football was on. I I sat on the couch Saturday and watched a whole lot of it. Gambled and I gambled well. I gotta say. I did too, actually. Nice. Gambled well, and okay. a lot of them I didn't think was going to go well. And by fourth quarter, it just turned around and amen, hallelujah. But how'd you guys do on your six pack picks? I think Fergola had the most right. E. I did. I got, but I, I got the I most went, points. Yeah. And Kev, I went, very sad uh, day. Very rough day. Yeah, so I went four and two, total of four. I got four points. Yeah, Shory was three and three. Uh, but has five points because he hit his underdog and Kev. Well, Kev's seen better days, but up, onward and upward and not good. We're on to week. We're on to week two. Do we want to talk about uh, any of the matchups, the big ones that we went over? Well, Maybe, I think uh, Notre Dame. Maybe Ohio State game. Yeah, we can talk. How about you it. feeling? 
Are you, are you, have you gained confidence, lost confidence, or they are who you thought they are? Um, I will say that I was, I was impressed with what their defense looked like. I think that they had a pretty good game plan going in. Um, I was happy with that. I feel like they're, they're, they, their defense dictated three quarters of that game for the most part. And then they just, you know, uh, Ohio State started getting into like the real like physical run game and like they just couldn't really stand up to them. And then they had really one like befuddling play there in late in the third quarter when Ohio State finally took the lead. Notre Dame been running, been running two high safeties the entire game to keep the ball out of the middle of the field and keep them from beating them deep. And third and 11 from like the fucking 20 and they decided to blitz both of them, which was. I saw that. I didn't make any sense to me. And then the guy ran like a fucking post route and that was it. But um, I feel like Notre Dame's defense is, is is very good. I think it'll continue to be good. Um, Offensively. There's obviously some stuff to be desired there. Um, I Buckner showed flashes of what I think he can be. Um, But I do think that I do. I'm still confident. I think this team could win 10 games. But they're going to need to get a hell of a lot more out of that offense than they did on on Saturday night. If not, I don't think that number is attainable. But um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I didn't expect them to win. So I think the fact to me, like they were in it late in the third, even really late into the fourth. Um, you know, all they needed was a stop and uh, on that big drive, and you know they had a chance to take the lead. So obviously. Didn't expect them to win, wish they would have, but I overall, you know, happy with what the defense looks like. Offense needs some work. Yeah. And it was his first career start, so. Yeah. And, and I first time that, like, head coach. Well, wow. I yeah, mean, second I, game I, I coach, but. I know, like, sure, you were watching the Florida-Utah game, and Kevin, yeah. I don't know how much of which one you watched, but a big the big play of that whole game it's kind of a turning point in my opinion is i think after Penn, uh, ohio state took the lead 14 to 10 notre dame started to drive they were inside ohio state territory and threw a pass on the left sideline i think they were on ohio state's 40 um threw a pass on the left sideline and got an offensive pass interference called on them pushed them back to like the 45 so it was like first and 25 or whatever it was and it just took the air out of the drive so they were actually they had made some plays they were getting up and down the you know, getting down the field and getting some yards. So that was a kind of a, like a under, like a huge play in the whole thing. Cause it looked like they had some momentum to try to get back down there and, and possibly take the lead, but didn't happen. Um, they're playing, uh, I think they're playing Marshall this weekend. So yikes. hopefully we get, oh, I'd like to see more out of, um, out of the offense. Um, so we'll see what happens, but. Well, you should be able to put up some massive points on Marshall. I would think. I have no, I haven't seen Marshall, but if I had to guess, I'm going to say they put up close to the 50 range on Marshall. I hope so. They just give, and then because they got um, the following week, they have then they start getting into a stretch of like some actual Power Five teams. But, but I don't want to bury the lead here, Shory. I want to give you a little bit of your glory. Let's, let's yeah. So when that game was on, we were watching Florida, and well, I was, and it was the most electrifying player in the country. Anthony Richardson was everything that, like, the hype could be. Like, I know he's not the best player right now, but most electrifying is probably there. Like, just being able to, like, drop back, look right, and, like, the amount of burst he has to get a sideline. Like, there's no linebacker in the country that's going to catch him. There's no 
there's no safety that's like wants to meet him uh, at a hole. There's no safety that wants to see him in the open field. Uh, there's no corner that wants to like tackle him willingly. Um, so he wasn't even trying to run. There was like probably four or five design runs and three of them were touchdowns within, well, two of them were within 10 yards. So it's like, I feel like if, if they wanted to, if they were playing like a, a, a bigger, better school like Georgia or Alabama, they're going to have to rely on him to do that, to try to beat them. I, I, I realize that they're, they have a gauntlet schedule this year. Like I know the SEC is a gauntlet, but Florida's schedule is off the charts. I mean, they got Kentucky this week, who is number 20 in the country. Then they play. Uh, well, probably they also n- have, I was going to say, Kentucky's also have, has a quarterback that I've seen. Yeah. Like, Will Le- draft Le- him going one. Right. Will Levis. Levis. Yep. And yeah, some people think that, it, you know, for prospect rankings, Levis is three and Richardson's four. Like, depending on who you ask, it could go either way. It's a, yeah. it's a, you know, a coin toss. So, and then two weeks after Kentucky, we play Tennessee. And then after that, we play LSU. There's and then the after we that, again. we play Georgia. There's the fucking we again. It's like we uh, never stop playing a tough opponent. And it just doesn't allow you to have like a bad game or like a game to test things out. So, we're going to have a tough time getting to the natty. But I think that uh, Anthony Richardson, I'm all on that hype train. Do, do you think... I'm I'm gonna go on a limb and say no based on what you know the kind of what you just said there, but do you think that there could be any little bit of a letdown this week against Kentucky based on like how you know intense and that game was? The coach it, has it's, been it's in the swamp, right? It's yeah, in the swamp, back right? in the swamp, right? The coach has been all about like all all of his interviews this week have been like do not read what they're saying about you. Like this is not who we are. Like you guys played well. You guys played great. We have a something special at quarterback, but like, relax. We have a tough opponent coming in. So, hopefully, and he's like, I couldn't believe how like calm he was when he was doing like his pregame stuff. He was like, if we execute, he's like, we can get all the hype we want, or we can get all amped up for a game all we want. But if we can't bottle it in and execute plays, we're not going to do very good. And that was like his mentality before the game. It was not like hyped up, running around, trying to get the guys fired up. He was just a really calm demeanor and it definitely fed and his play calling was spectacular he made like the plays that the passes that he had to make richardson were so easy like they were just easy reads yeah and i like i'm I'm not trying to like you said i'm i don't want to like get overly i'm not going to like make assumptions based on one week but because obviously like the last that last play of the game or whatever i mean utah was inside the five yeah easily could have gone the other way so but i guess what i'm going to say is you know it's just what people do when they talk about sports after one week do you think that game says more about who Florida is or more about where Utah is as a program? That they're a good team in the Pac-12, but they're, you know, they're, they're not as good as the third or fourth best team in the SEC. Yeah, I think uh, both. I think that Florida is better than what people thought. I mean, Christ, they went all they jumped the ball the way up to 15. They probably should be higher in the rankings, really. Um they they start only three seniors total, none on offense. They're a young team, so we'll yeah. see. They have like a lot of guys. They're playing a lot of freshmen, like true freshmen that like we didn't think would see the field. Like they thought they were red shirt and they were just suiting up. They came on and like he was playing them. So 
which is huge for recruits. And like they had a ton of recruits going there. And I saw like two flip from Florida State this week. One from Miami went from like 100% commit to Miami back to 50-50 between Miami and Florida. Like it's it's a it was a huge weekend for Florida that way. We'll I, see. Well, I I'll say it was like a real big week for college football in Florida yeah. in general. Um, you know, with Florida, it was a huge win to kind of get them back. I don't want to say back on the map, but I mean, it was probably the best win they've had in a few years anyway. Um, Miami had a kind of a cupcake. I think they played Bethune and Cookman or something like that. But Florida State beating LSU, I mean, I understand that LSU is not very good this year. Um, but I think it's if Florida, Florida State and Miami all return back to like national prominence in college football, it's fantastic for the sport. Because yeah, it is. Those when those three teams are, are are cooking, it's a good thing. Um, real quick though, I do want to say I, I sent this to you guys in the group chat. I and I I I probably said this year. I like never liked Brian Kelly. I can't fucking stand. It. I think the guy's an absolute asshole. Um, and I think he's gonna get if if LSU struggles, he's gonna get eaten alive by the SEC media. Um, and for some people who didn't see it, uh, he'll be run out. I, yeah, so they had uh, his press conference on Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember which day it was. Um, the uh, member of the media showed up three minutes late to the press conference, and Brian Kelly basically kind of read up the riot act about showing up on time. And the reporter, which I actually learned it was a female reporter, looked right at him and said, "You guys start winning games, I'll start showing up on time." <laughs> which the I balls on love. her. It's it's a little bit different than Notre Dame. They're not gonna fucking kiss your ass about everything, but fucking. That that uh crazy ass reporter down in fucking the SEC country, they don't give a fuck. No, so, it's their life. Like I love it. Yeah, I yeah. feel like like a lot of these big schools, like they they love their football. It Louisiana, that's their life. Like holy shit, these guys live for it. Like the the Saints are great, but LSU football is that is is Louisiana. I saw a pretty good time lapse video of because they had a pretty decent comeback to get back into that game. And then uh, just the reactions they had with the blocked kick at the end. It was so good, dude, because, like, they were so pumped just to get back to that point. Uh, thought it was going to overtime, and nope. Fuck you. I don't even understand what the hell the other line was doing on that thing. There was, like, three guys that went untouched. Yeah. But anyways. So after week one, I've already basically lost one of my college football Final Four teams. Um I was basically going like law of averages thinking the Pac-12 was going to finally get a team back. And I think that they're just still trash. So we'll see. Uh, also, real quick, college football. I don't know if you guys did. I can't remember. I didn't put them in my final four. But Georgia's are they, they're the best team Georgia, in the country again. Georgia is Jesus the best Christ. in the country. And you know what? Like, I, I know Oregon's said that. probably not that good, but oh my fucking God. They have the Alabama effect right now where... Yeah, they lost six guys to the NFL, and you're like, who the heck's gonna fill them? You'll know their names by the end of the year, and they're not <laughs> gonna be like, they're not, they're not second round picks. They're fucking first round guys that were riding the bench last year, playing against, you know, the offense. And uh, what's their quarterback's name? Stetson Bennett. Stetson the kids, Bennett. A, that kid can play. Like we forget guys who stay four years, or this is his fifth year. Those guys those extra years like yeah they might not be the top prospect because they don't have the top arm they don't have you know but those guys can run a team in college and you put talent around them and they can just figure out how to get the ball to them and he has good legs that that team's the best team in the country 
hands down. Yeah, they look in my opinion almost unbeatable the other day. I think it's so hard to compare week to week. I mean, unless you're like legit staring at like looking at the actual talent on the field, but you guys probably do more than I do. But like Georgia playing a weaker Pac-12 team, not a weaker Pac-12, but just like a weak team from the Pac-12, I'd say. And then comparing them to like Ohio State who played Notre Dame, who's still a top 10 team. It's hard to like, it's hard to judge that, you know. I just look at like when I watch Georgia for some reason, the way they tackle, like the way they if they they just fly to the ball and when they tackle it's like a fucking like you don't get an extra yard like if you need that extra yard you don't get it against Georgia and if you make a guy finally miss you get one step and then there's two more guys gonna like they just move to the ball and they are so much more physical and faster and that's what Alabama used to be like four or five years ago and they're you know they have those guys that can still do that Will Anderson though but Georgia just for me that. Like when I watch them and I'm like watching Oregon, can they make some like an extra player? Like somebody has to make a play. And that's what Anthony Richardson has that ability, right? Like he has the ability to make those plays against them. Like if he gets a seam or like they miss an alignment and he breaks cut, like he breaks the line, line of scrimmage, he can go. But there's there was none of that for Oregon and they have talent. It, there's just no way to get it. It's you know, they're special. Yeah, it was it was crazy. I thought for sure there'd be a little bit of a. Um, I don't say not a rebuild, but I'm trying to whatever I'm drawing a break on the word, but yeah, I just didn't think they were gonna bounce back as quickly as they did, and they looked like they were unbeatable Saturday. So yeah, we'll um, see. Yes, so we're gonna do our five games. We're gonna review five our biggest. We think the biggest five games of the week. Uh, we'll review those. So some college, some NFL. We're gonna probably do this, you know, try to do it every week or so, and then uh, then we'll we'll continue to do so our, our six pack picks at the end. And if you were betting with us, <clears throat> not Kev. Yeah, do not bet with me. Decent money, decent money. It could be Maybe. that it could be by the uh, couple weeks in here, people are gonna start fading me and just going everything against <laughs> what I say, and that's how they'll make their money. Uh, yeah, so last week was only college football because NFL was not back, but NFL is back. So it's we're going heavy on NFL this week, but we will kick it off with the probably the biggest college football game of the week uh, this Saturday afternoon, actually, while we're playing golf. So we won't really have a chance to watch it. I guess we watch the beginning of it, huh? Maybe. What time's the game at? It's at noon time. So we can watch, I guess. The oh, sure. We don't see yeah. it. But we got Alabama, number one team in the country still, I think. I don't think Georgia jumped them against nope. Texas. Uh, last time these teams played was actually 2010, the BCS National Championship game. Do you guys know that uh, the quarterback, Greg McElroy in that game, I think he only had six completions for the entire game for like 35 yards because they just <laughs> handed the ball off to Mark Ingram, Trent Richardson all game long. Uh Julio Jones is on that team, too, so it just shows you how bad McElroy was. But uh, <laughs> Alabama favored by 21 points in this game. It's a big number, um, especially going on the road. They're, they're playing in Austin. Um, but it's, it's also Alabama, and I'm not really sure where Texas is. I mean, I think they have some talent on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Quinn Ewers seems like a pretty solid quarterback. Bijan Robinson's a very good running back. 
So I do think it's, obviously this is going to be a, a bit of a challenge, I think, a little bit for Alabama before they get into, you know, kind of the, the beginning of the SEC schedule. Um, so I don't know really where I'm going with this. I don't know if I was if I'm going to bet on this game, I wouldn't touch the line. Um, I may I may do something with the with the over under, but I don't think I touch the line on this game because I, I just don't really know where I'd want to go with it. Because it wouldn't surprise me if if Bama wins by 40, but it's also not going to surprise me if you know Texas hangs around and, and keeps this thing somewhat close going into the third, you know, third fourth quarter. So, um, I guess it'll really see you know, the whole all the we're back Texas bullshit. We'll really see where they're at. Um, see what they're at this weekend. Yeah, Texas isn't back, but. I do think that the crowd is going to be absolutely because, like, well, I mean, Texas is like one of the premier programs. Their standard is national championship. So, like, they're semi back. They have talent. They're not national championship back. Um, with that said, I think they actually have a pretty decent formula formula to compete with Alabama. Like they have Bajan Robinson, who is arguably the best running back in the country. So uh, if you if you're going to be able to beat Alabama you got to keep it close until the end like you can't get in a shootout with Bryce Young um so you got to be able to pound the rock eat the clock use the crowd and just keep it close to the end and see what happens so I I I will touch the line on this uh I think that Texas keeps it within the 20 points I'll take Texas plus 20 all day um I think that they run the ball they got to score first that's huge if you can score first then you can believe. Then the crowd is like, holy shit, we can beat Alabama. We're, we, we're back. We got that mentality. Um, so for me, that's what that's how I'm feeling. Like Texas has got to go out there and score first, and then maybe, just maybe, you can play with Alabama. Do you think that Texas fans are like already like looking forward to next season with um, Arch Manning coming in? Archie, no doubt. Probably. No doubt. I, I, did you see any of the highlights of Archie Manning this year? No. That one throw we had on the run? <laughs> he, can we talk? He looks like no more. Can we talk about the linebacker that was chasing the receiver down with no fucking helmet on? And then laid it? Laid it? Laid it? But, uh, yeah, that throw was absurd. Also, this is yeah, like I'm a uh, all-time um, – it's kind of like a all-time helmet game, too. Like last week, Notre Dame – in Ohio State, it's like great helmets to watch in a game this week. The Alabama is with the numbers, and then the Longhorn of Texas. Great uniform game uh, yeah. this weekend. I wonder how they uh, determine like time slots for games like this. Like this is obviously like the marquee matchup. I feel like for the week, like both the huge football schools. Like Texas has been there before, obviously, but Alabama has been there for the last decade plus. Like I wonder why they get a twelve o'clock slot. It seems odd to me. Yeah. Well, the usually the game where where uh, game day, college game day is at, gets the eight o'clock, right? So, yeah. Who the fuck is that? That's Hawaii, Michigan. I hope not. That's like a that's like a thirty or forty point spread. No, ABC isn't it? is USC <laughs> at Stanford, and it's then 51. Florida, uh, Kentucky at Florida at seven p.m. So, mm-hmm. uh, game day is going to USC Stanford. I don't know for sure. That's the eight o'clock ABC game. I mean, that's a seven thirty ABC game. So they probably have to uh, like take their Pac-12 chances when they can, because like this is a pretty rough week for games. You know what I mean? So like later as as the years go on, as the, yeah. the year goes on, there's gonna be so many great SEC and Big Ten games that 
they're not going to want to do back twelve. They only go to like oh, I know they only go to the school going. once a year, so like they won't go to tech. Like if they already have a line, they're going to go to Oklahoma, Texas, add Texas. I don't know if that's really the case. No, but they're going. They're going to Bama, Texas. They are going. Time, okay, though. so yep. they're going to just start the game right after the fucking yep. college game day. Usually, that's usually the eight o'clock game. So. Yeah, um, no, I don't. So is Her- so Herb Street? Does Herb Street call that game? Yeah, so he doesn't have to get on a P. You you know what he does a lot of times? And there's a, hey. if if they don't, I mean, a lot of times if he's in, they do game day in Austin, but the eight o'clock game is. Yeah, across the country. Michigan. Yeah. He fucking gets on, jumps on a PJ and they, he flies up immediately after. So. Pretty wild. All right. Texas still sucks. Bam is gonna fucking crush them probably. They they do everyone. So on to the big boy league, NFL. We're going uh probably the best division in football, right? To start this so. one off. Yeah, we got I think so. We got a uh Sunday game, uh Vegas Raiders at the Chargers. It's a pretty big one, man. I mean I feel like to start off in the right foot in this division is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chargers, like when I wrote this down, it was Chargers favored by three and a half. Um, Chargers missed playoff last year, though. I think Fagola is really on board with the Chargers this year. So, yeah, I'm 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 high on the Chargers this year. I love I love Herbert. I think that it's one of those things you kind of kind of see where they're at. I mean, I'm not saying like you lose one game, you're out of the division, but I think this is kind of a, it's a big game for both teams really in a sense that they really want to come out, set the tone against a division rival. Um, and it's, it's a team, you know, they're going up against a, a team with a new coach, a lot of new pieces on the offense or a big new piece on the offense. So um, I think it's going to be, you know, I like the chargers, offense but i think this is like gonna be more of what can the Chargers defense which i think is one of the better ones in the league what can they do to kind of contain and slow down all the weapons that uh the raiders have so um it's going to be interesting to see kind of what they do you know as far as Devontae, renfro waller jacobs but i i just i like the chargers i'm high on them i'm right i'm high i, th- I think they're going to figure it out and get it done get it done on sunday my conference champion <clears throat> was the Raiders. So I'm, yeah, I was I'm say, going I'm going all in on Raiders. They're gonna get their right foot forward. They're gonna be able to hammer the ball. Josh McDaniels is just methodically gonna crush the Chargers like he always does. He did it with Mac Jones. I feel like he did it with Cam Newton. Uh he's just gonna do it again. Um now he's got a better team with better weapons. Not not than Brady, but better now than Cam Newton, Mac Jones with Derek Carr, with Adams, Renfro, Waller, like I just think that team's got too much talent to for McDaniels to just keep moving the chains. Do you ever think, like, uh, this is a unique situation, obviously, because Devontae played with Carr in college, but do you think it takes a little while for them to get timing down? No, I think Devontae Adams is just too good to worry about that. Yeah. For me. Like, I just think he's just going to eat it. Eat it up. Yeah. Kind of like, Mo- like when Moss came over to Brady. Like, you just put town on the field, they just start to connect. Yeah. I think I think both these teams, like their offenses, have the potential to be like super high octane offenses. But I feel like in this a game like this, I think what the Chargers have on defense is what's going to separate this game. I think and push. I think the Chargers will win this game because of that. I think like the the Khalil Mack and uh, and Bosa like combination is just like. 
it's so fucking dominant. I think it's going to put so much pressure all day on Carr that um, it's going to be tough to get the ball to actually to Devontae. So we'll see. Is J.C. Jackson playing? I know he hurt his ankle. Um, he's not expected for week one. So that's a, that that right there is already a big hurt because, I mean, to me, he's a top five corner. Um, not like not as a coverage corner, but he is a game changer. Like if there's a ball 50 50 and he has a chance on it. I, I love J.C. Jackson in that game like because he can turn he can flip any drive and make it go the other way and change momentum of the whole game. But without J.C. Jackson, I think it's going to be tough. Um, I don't even yeah, know who you put on I, Adams. It's weird because I'm seeing conflicting things. I just saw something that says he's not expected to play. Then there's another one that says trending positive to a game time decision. All right, hmm. So I don't know. He hasn't put it this way. He hasn't been ruled out yet. But take that for what you want. Oh, we'll see. All right, moving on to the Super Bowl champion coming up this year, the Dallas, just joking, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, baby. But they're playing the shitty Cowboys. Um, let's see, the Sunday Sunday night game, actually, primetime. Tom Brady loves the spotlight. He's back, but Gronk isn't. Um, Bucks favored by two and a half on the road here. But my guy, Julio, is there, and I've been told today, or I read today, not I've been told, but I read today that Julio looks fantastic. Count him in. He's back. Game changer. Puts the Bucks on top by a million. Honestly, I think I think Julio still, like, Julio's like the same age as freaking Koopa Cup, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's true, but I, I feel like if he just gets healthy, uh, ride that Julio. He's your number three wide receiver. Maybe you're, I don't think Godwin's playing. So he maybe is. you're number two. I think Godwin is. Who the fuck do you cover? Like Dallas is already bad at covering people. Like I just Brady's just going to march. Uh, like it's going to be a 50 to 49 point game because, but like, you're just not going to stop. Like might as well go for two. Like they, if they can't stop you, why even kick fucking extra points when you can get two point conversions? I honestly, Tom, talk to your fucking coach. Say you want to go for two. Tom's, yeah. Tom's, is he going to be in the right mental headspace? Yeah. Guy's a gamer. His old lady, his old lady's going to leave him? Godwin practiced in full today, so uh, oh, I, th- I think he's ready to roll, dude. I'm I'm concerned that every pass, will, like, will it be a first down? There's a good chance. <laughs> I, every, think it, I think it will. <laughs> I think every pass, that is such a lineup. Every pass is going to be like a first down. I, or like, how do you like? Where do you even begin to stop them? I mean, it's so hard for me because like Julio Jones has had a shit ton of talent, but he's just like he's getting older and he's been injured a lot. But like, does this have the potential of being Brady's best receiving core? No doubt. Well, I don't know. I think when Antonio Brown was there with Godwin and Evans, is better than with Julio Jones, and they also had Gronk yeah. too. So, so. That was probably more talented than this one is, but I mean, this is right up there. So, yeah, I mean, I think this. I mean, you just look at it. I think it's all this game's all box. Um, even on the defensive side of the ball, I think they're better than Dallas. I mean, Dallas does have some some pretty nasty players, Micah Parsons. So I think he can possibly cause some issues for Brady if he can get after him. But 
Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just don't see the, I don't see the Bucks losing the game. I'm, I'm not a big Dak fan, and I think they're gonna overuse Zeke, and I like, because I, th- and I think Zeke's fucking washed up. So, yeah, give me the Bucks. I think the Bucks. Uh, do Bucks you, do you guys think C.D. Lamb is ready to be the number one receiver? Yeah, that guy. Oh no, yeah. I think Dak's good too. I just think that. I think Zeke sucks. Like he doesn't have the step that he used to have. I think their O lines in fucking shambles. Like they just signed Jason Peters and they're gonna start a rookie against Shaq Barrett. Good luck. Um Buccaneers will do what they did last year to them, and that's beat them on defense with their speed. Um Michael Gallup is their number two wide receiver. Did I think he signed a decent contract, didn't he, this offseason? He's recovered he, from a torn ACL. Yeah, he is officially out. Um so Number two wide receiver this is going to be Jalen Tolbert or Noah Brown. And Tolbert, I, I'm told they really like. So so we will see. But I don't um, even know who that is. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough to stop the Bucks, And the Bucks have a decent defense, I think, too. So, I mean, give me the Bucks. I think two and a half is pretty good to cover on that one. All right. This one, this next game is a fucking massive one. This one is what's starting the entire NFL season off Thursday night. That's tonight. When this when this episode airs, it's on tonight, boys and girls. Eight eight twenty start tonight. Uh, Bills at the Super Bowl. Rams. Uh, Bills though favored two and a half on the road. Believe me now, the fucking Rams are locked in on this. They've been reading all these tabloids. They are locked in on the Bills. And I am high on the Bills, too, but it just happened too fast. Like, everyone's talking about them too fast, crowning them Super Bowl champs already. Did you see the fucking NFL Network? Like, their top six analysts all picked them. Like, what kind of analysts are you? Like, no one thinks outside. Like, you guys just read paper and, like, oh, your boss is telling you the Bills. Like, no one has the fucking balls to pick a different team. Like, the favorite doesn't win the Super Bowl every year. It wins it once in a while. Never. But yeah, someone's going to have Patriots. the balls to pick a different team. Uh, yeah, no. no they're, re- they're reading the tabloids. It's... I think. No, I agree with you. I think Buffalo's flying all the way across the country. Opening night. Rams are hanging a Super Bowl banner. I think. The Rams come out fired up. I think they get after Josh Allen. Um, yeah, I I like the Rams. Um, I I st- I still think Buffalo may end up being the best team in the league, but tonight I think there's a, there's going to be too much going for the Rams. I think they just I think they come out, um, and kind of punch Buffalo in the mouth early, and then just kind of maintain maintain from there. Uh, let Donald get after get after Allen a little bit. And then, and it kind of Buffalo's kind of said they've made comments. Well, you know, we kind of want to, we want to protect Josh a little bit more. So I'm curious on how much you're actually actually going to do like more design runs with them, like compared to what they used to. Um, also, we forgot the Rams added Allen Robinson to an already absolutely fucking loaded offense. So I like the Rams tonight. So yeah, so the Rams obviously Odell's gone. Odell's still not signed, but they added Allen Robinson. I think that is an upgrade there. Uh, Von Miller is gone, but then they also brought in Bobby Wagner. So I think that is also an upgrade. I think Von Miller had the good edge, but I think Bobby Wagner is just an overall better linebacker. So I don't I don't know what the numbers are for this, but I feel like 
when you're hanging the banners, you have so much of your focus is on last year, everything that just happened. And you're so excited about raising this banner that you don't have a hundred percent focus on the game. And I think that's a great spot for the bills to be in. I know they're traveling across country and all that, but I think it's a great spot for them. They're only focusing on this game. The Rams, all these players are going to be getting rings. They're going to be seeing banners up. And I think that's going to be their downfall. I think the bills start the season off hot. Last time the bills played uh, was one of the greatest football games I've ever watched in person. Yeah. One of the greatest games I've ever seen like in my life. Um, and I think they're going to be fired up just as much as the Rams are. So Mark, my word, Bills fans, you guys won't ever beat really good football teams, like the great football teams, like the Chiefs, the Buccaneers, until you can commit to running the ball. If you be, if you just stay one-dimensional, if you can't run, you will never be a Super Bowl champ. And if you can't so. run without it being your quarterback. Like, you can't rely on Allen being, like, the main horse in the back, like, running the football. And I've been on record saying that he's the best player in football. I just think that you've got to be able to do other things, uh, a part of that. But we'll see. Uh, Also, I I love this thing, like, oh, the Bills were the best defense in the league last year. They were. They Points-wise, they were. Uh, They also were, were the best against wide receivers. They were. But who the fuck was good in the AFC East? The Patriots' best wide receiver was Jacoby Myers. The the so they played him twice, Jalen Waddle twice. But like Waddle was a rookie. I mean, yeah, he'll be better this year, but he was a rookie. Elijah Moore from the Jet. Like, of course you were good against wide receivers. There was no fucking good wide receivers in the division. Of course you were good against wide receivers. The Patriots had a really good defense too. You know why? Because they played the Jets twice and the fucking Dolphins twice. Buffalo fans are delusional. They're the dumbest motherfuckers in the world. And I know there's going to be a Bills fan listening to me. You guys are good. You have the greatest player in the league. But you're not a Super Bowl team. You're not. I'll, I'll tell you, it's weird looking at like how good the Bills were last year. And like their record was 11-6. and six. So. Didn't they lose to the Jags late, too? Uh, that was the Colts, I think. I, I'm not sure. Well, I know the Colts lost the last game of the year to get in the playoffs, but maybe you're right. You can't, so, you can't choose to be good when you want to be good and, and then not show up other weeks. That's what made Brady so good is that he took care of business every week. So it makes Mahomes yeah. so good. He takes care of business. And our final game. We got to touch on them. We got to do it. Sunday afternoon game. We got the Patriots traveling to Miami. Wonder what their record is at Miami over the last like ten years. We'll figure that out. We'll come back to it that. Ain't good. Dolphins like favored 20. by three points in this game. Patriots, I think, have the longest tenured coach in Belichick, and the Dolphins have a guy that looks like he just graduated from middle school last year, Mike McDaniel. Have you ever seen this dude? Yeah, he looks he like a looks fucking nerd. So young, it's incredible to me. He um, looks like a fucking nerd. He looks like he just hit puberty, and then he's got a squeaky voice, and I'm pretty sure he does have a squeaky voice. I I think that if Miami had a good quarterback, we would be debating whether Tyreek and Waddle are the best one-two receiver combination in football. But since their quarterback sucks, I think they're just like they fall out of the conversation. So, um, 
So real quick to answer your question, Kev, we'll say the last 10 years in Miami, the Patriots are three and seven. Wow. So not, not, not a very good track record um, at all. Nope. Nice work on that stats, man. That was good. Oh, are you, you want, I'm going to go then. Go uh, you know yeah. what history tells me? Absolutely fucking nothing. New year. Um, you're going to see the downfall of the Miami right now. This little fucking McDan, this, uh, whatever his name is, the fucking coach, the little twerp. McDan, this is going to be the guy who tells everybody like, this is what we're going to do. It's going to be great. We're going to run this. They're going to run a streak here. You're going to run a dig, a deep dig, a deep dig's going to pull the safety back and you're going to be able to go over the top here. Dude, you're going to tell everybody what they want to hear. And then when you go to execute and you guys get punched in the face and you realize your quarterback can only throw left and 40 yards deep, you're going to get smoked. And it's going to be the downfall. Tyreek Hill's going to go nuts. We've said that all year. I've told you. And this is just the start of it. It's going to be so good to watch the collapse start week fucking one when Mac Jones, your backup in college, Tua, is so much better. And his, his teammates respect him so much more um, as a player and as a leader than what you have. So I think Pats go in there, take care of business, run the ball down their throat, and uh, show them who's boss. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not a little bit worried about the Pats, Do I mean, obviously, nothing you read about in preseason was good. What you saw in the few preseason games, that wasn't very good. Um, but I do think once – I do think the Patriots can run the football. I still think I think they're going to get a heavy dose of Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. Um, I am interested to see what they do to try to cover both Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Um, but Tua doesn't Tua doesn't scare me. Um, I may regret saying that when he goes like twenty of twenty, but no throws over six yards. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think everybody talks about the downfall and how bad the Patriots were. And the preseason, and I think that's one thing Belichick seems to do pretty well is get guys up when they're talking, you know, the whole bulletin board material shit. So um, I don't feel fantastic about it, but I do think the Pats um, figure something out on um, on Sunday. And I think they're going to win an ugly game, but I think it's like a type of game they may need to win. So uh, I'm going to take the Pats Sunday um, with a little hesitancy. So I'm not a Pats fan. You guys know that I'm not even close to being into the NFL as much as you guys are. Like you guys like live, breathe and fucking eat and sleep and all that shit, this league. And <laughs> looking at the Patriots defense, I feel like the Patriots over the last like 20 years have had like big names that people all know. Look, at I I've heard of Matthew Judon and I've heard of Devin McCourty and I don't know another player on that on that defense. Never heard I of told you. Of there's nine Christian guys Barmore. in that defense that I've never heard of. Christian Barmore is not even a starter on this depth chart I'm looking at. You know what I mean? So, like, it's just, it's wild <laughs> to me. Like, I don't know anyone. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, I don't know. I think the, I think the Patriots got very good secondary. I think Jalen Mills is Jalen Mills and Jonathan Jones are legit. I think the Patriots probably have arguably the best safety core in the NFL with McCourty, Phillips, Bledsoe, and Duggar. But Duggar kind of plays that on the line. He probably kind of plays all over the fucking place. Duggar's but, the key to the whole defense. 
Duggar's Duggar, everybody gave Belichick shit for taking him two years ago. That guy from Raynor or whatever the hell he was, Lenore. Mm. Uh, he looks like it, Belichick made a hell of a pick there because he looks like he's a stud. So, um, I think the big the key for the Patriots defense is whether or not, and I this is I see feel like this is one of those things is like every year, and you can say this about any team, but they need to find a way to get to the quarterback. Judon did it a lot last year early, and then he just disappeared the last like six weeks. So they need to find need to get somebody on that defense that can get after the quarterback and do it on a regular basis. Um, I don't know where else it's going to come from other than Judon, unless it's internal, like, you know, inside guys, like I think Barmore, but, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what the hell happens. What are you guys, what is your, what are your plans? Because we are playing golf tea times around between nine and 10 AM on Sunday. So we will definitely still be playing golf while this is on and there's not great service up there. So what are you guys going to do? Will you guys record the game and rewatch the entire thing? Nope. Or is that no? Uh, I don't not. have DVR, so no. I might. We can retort, re- uh, record it on YouTube TV. So I will put it this way: I th- I will probably record it, and then if they lose, I won't rewatch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I like but... listening on the radio. It makes the drive go by really fast. I might just uh, finish up. I mean, we'll miss a little bit of it probably, and then uh, maybe go to Drew's watch a little bit. Yeah, there you go. You can watch know. some in the clubhouse, watch some at Drew's. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Who knows? We'll find a way to watch it. Because so. we'll be playing golf till about, what, like 2.30-ish, 3-ish. Roughly. So, yeah. Catch the tail end of it. I might so even play nice. just nine. That's that's where I'm at. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how hungover I am, too. That could be a major factor. That is a breaking news. Big dog being hungover could be a major factor. Um, so, <laughs> like, I love golf. The big competitions on Saturday, uh, fun Sunday. Um, we're doing a little bit of a scramble action. So, you know, we'll see. Whoever my partner is, just be aware. If uh, big dog drives off the course on nine, you know where he's going. I did take Monday off. I did take it off. Oh, that's a veteran move. Yeah, had some days to burn, so I said, why not? Let's just do it. So, yeah, all right, time to get into the picks, baby. Let's go. Easy money. I got to get back on track here. Uh, rough week one. Um, the first five games we just went over, those matchups, those were obviously included in NFL. But for this pick we are only doing college football all season long. And I made that decision basically because I'm so good at college football that uh, I just wanted to just, you know, I wanted to stay there. Um, I I went first last week, so one of you guys can start it off. I don't I care. I would love to go first. Thank you. And just follow my picks, Kev. And <laughs> yeah, uh, because, because the only one we did the same was the one you got right. <laughs> I know it was. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, my first one is. Uh, I, let's see. I thought it was, I'll go with the Ohio state. I'll take in 43 and a half. They'll cover that spread. Uh, Arkansas state they're playing. And my point is that, uh, what's his name there? The quarterback didn't have the biggest st- stat day against Notre Dame. 
So mm-hmm. for him to be in the Heisman, uh, he's going to have to put up monster numbers. And you watch, he's just going to sling it all over the place. CJ Stroud, there we go. Um, he's going to put up like six TDs, and they're just going to obliviate them. Just so you know, Arkansas State won their first game 58 to 3. So yeah, bring that, bring that fucking noise. It was against Grambling State. I don't, I <laughs> bring that fucking noise. I don't even know if they're a Division One team or not. But. <laughs> I'll tell you what, last week I uh, took uh, Utah State to, um, I don't even know what the fucking term is, not allow uh, Alabama to cover that, to cover that 42, and they easily covered it, so. Yeah, that wasn't, uh, I did, I'll tell you what, I did see a stat, and I'm not picking any of these games, but I did see a stat in the last, like, four or five years, teams that were 50 point or more on underdogs have covered uh, are like 11 and four in the last 15 games. Hmm. Keep that in mind. There's two games of that this weekend. So, um, I'll jump onto it first one right off. Um, yep. If I can unlock my phone. Okay. Uh, my first one is I hate this team with all of my being, but, um, I think they are very good, and the the in the Stanford program has been dog shit as far as I'm concerned the last few years. So, I think USC only being a nine point favorite. I know they're on the road, but it's not like they're traveling overly far. So I like USC to cover the nine um, and beat down um, Stanford. You think after week one? I mean, obviously Oregon and Utah had tough matchups. You think USC is the best team in the conference? I'm still not convinced of that yet. No, Utah's still, I feel like, going to put it together. There you go. All right, my first pick, I am taking Texas Tech at two and a half. They are playing at home versus Houston. Houston is coming off a week where they got to win in triple overtime against University of Texas San Antonio. Uh, So it took them three overtimes to beat UTSA. I just think Texas Tech at home is going to cover that two and a half. I see it at three now, by the way. Um, yeah, well, I wrote it down at two and a half, so that's what I'm getting. Yep. I'll take three. I'll take yeah, three if you want. That's what I was trying to say. It's it's three right now. So. Oh, wait. Does that help you, Texas? No, it hurts him. Oh, my bad. I was only saying it because I thought it helped you. My brain wasn't working right. No, take the two and a half. <laughs> but I like that it's trending towards three. That means that uh, more people are on board with me. Right? Yes. So it works. Uh, my next one is let me bring it up here. Come on, where are you? Oklahoma versus Kent State. Um, where the heck did I see that? Anyways, um, I have minus thirty. I think they cover the thirty-three and a half. It's Kent I imagine State. They can't be that great. I gotta imagine they're home, Oklahoma. Yeah, there we go. Can't imagine they would. 33 and a half there. at home against Kent State. Kent State is, I have no idea what happened to Kent State. They're 0-1. They can't be very good. Oklahoma just, just. I feel like that's, they should have been 55, I feel like. Your first two games, you have uh, 77 points to cover? Yeah, yeah. We're taking the big-ass spreads. Big spreads. Nice. <laughs> All right. My next one, I think. 
We got it. I'm taking it. It's the Tennessee Pittsburgh game. I think Pittsburgh had like a very emotional game last week on one of the best games of the weekend um, against West Virginia at the backyard brawl. I think it was a very emotional game. I think you have a an up and coming SECD coming in to Pittsburgh. Hendon Hooker is an absolute machine for Tennessee. I like Tennessee. It's I'm just went on the app now. It's five and a half. When I wrote it down, it was at six and a half. So I got Tennessee to cover six and a half. Um, I'd like the five and a half because it's less, but when I wrote it down, it was six and a half. So give me Tennessee to cover six and a half on the road against Pittsburgh. All right, dude. All right. Um, my next one, I've got Old Dominion. They are a 13 point underdog i'm taking them at plus 13 against east carolina um last week old dominion beat virginia tech i don't think virginia tech's that great of a team but just beating a team from the acc power five conference i just think that gives them a lot of momentum going into this and i think 13 is too much so i'm taking old dominion i'm taking iowa state versus iowa iowa state Plus three and a half. So uh, <laughs> Iowa struggles to score. So I think it's going to be close no matter what. It's going to they'll probably win by one or something stupid. Um, last week they won by getting a field goal and two safeties. So as you can tell, they really struggled to move the ball. Uh, I like Iowa State um, as a rival, at least keeping it really close no matter what. And within three and a half, the, th- the half was huge. I think uh, I think they keep it within three. Does that one have a stupid name to it? That rivalry game? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I'm know sure either. It does, but yeah. All right, I'm uh, my next one. I'm taking Texas A&M to cover my uh, 19 and a half. Well, no, I wrote it down 18 and a half against Appalachian State. Listen, Appalachian State can score points, but you know they had that crazy game against North Carolina over the weekend. But North Carolina is might be the worst defense in all of division one. They couldn't stop a fucking high school JV team at this point. So I think they're going into the playing in Texas at Texas A&M sec defense, top 10 team in the country. I don't love SEC, uh, A&M's quarterback, but I think their defense is good enough to hold Appalachian state down. Um, give me, uh, give me a and uh, minus 19 and a half. A&M. That's one of your final four teams, isn't it? It is 18 yeah. and a half. Yeah. Yep. Got to pick, got to pick those teams, man. I fucking got burned by it last week, but Hey, you got to do it. You got to roll with it. Uh, Gola, I'm going with your team, baby. I'm taking Notre Dame minus 20. I liked what I saw for about three quarters, um, against, uh, basically one of the best teams in the entire country. Um, I like what I saw and I just don't think that Marshall can hang with them at Notre Dame at, you know, so give me minus 20 Notre Dame. Double down right, so on that. that. So, I also so that game, love that. So that game's definitely going to be like a four-point game in the fourth quarter. Sorry, Fagola. Yeah. I just fucked you there. <laughs> you want I get one right. doubling down on it? Yeah, I get one right a week, and it's the game that Shorey also picks. So oh, you're okay. Good. So yeah. Shorey's doubling down. All right. I like it's, it. Uh, no, right. Yeah, I will also take that. So. Um. I'm not touched. I'm not going to make it. A, I'm not going to make it. A, uh, it's an easy us, win, man. I'm going to take. 
Uh, I'm taking Oklahoma State to cover 11 and a half over Arizona State. I think Oklahoma Spencer Sanders is a is a very good quarterback. He had 400 yards, six touchdowns last week. For Central Michigan, I know that Oklahoma State's defense let up a ton of points to Central Michigan, but I think they bounce back week two. Um, a night game in Stillwater. Give me Oklahoma State. Defense to bounce back, hold Arizona State down a bit, and Spencer Sanders take care of the rest. Oklahoma State minus 11 and a half. Oklahoma State crushed me last week. That was a team I said who had one of the best defenses in the nation, and I thought that their offense was going to start slow, and that game was 102 total points, <laughs> and I took the under. So uh, <laughs> nice work there. All right. Uh, let's see. My last one. I, I think I, I just like – you guys talk about them all the time, so I'm going to go with the Kentucky-Florida game. I'm taking Kentucky at plus five. Um, I am impressed what Florida did, but I'm still a little leery of them doing it against a Pac-12 Utah team. I know I said Pac-12 was going to have a team in the college football playoffs this year, but I just that was just stupid of me. I don't know why I ever said that. I, was, I, I completely regret it. So I'm taking the plus five for Kentucky. Appreciate that. Do Too bad it. because that, I'm looking at it right now. That line is six and a half now. So people, uh, mm-hmm. see what happens. People liking the Florida drain. They are. Yeah. Um. So now we're going with our upset. Yeah, underdog. Um. I'm taking Baylor at BYU. Uh, BYU is a three and a half favorite to Baylor, which is to me kind of crazy. Um. I like Baylor. I don't know anything about them. I just know they have a lot of swag from the from from Texas, and they're going to put up monster numbers as always. Those those white boys from BYU ain't going to keep up. Mock your boy down for the same thing. I have I thought that was a crazy line when I saw Baylor's three-and-a-half point dogs on the road. I mean, I, I understand BYU is a top 25 team. There are a lot of people that are high on them this year, but I think Baylor may be the best team in the Big 12. Um so give me give me Baylor to uh, to cover that. I picked the exact same thing. Nineteen oh. in the nation, Baylor. I just think that's crazy to me that they're the underdog in this one. So it seems like easy money. Yeah. But usually when there's this big of a trend like this, then yeah. you start to Vegas like think, knows. yeah, something's up. So so looks like none of us are going to gain any points on that one on each other. No. That was your chance, Kev. You could have gained a bunch of points. It's there. way too early in the season to be giving Start up points doing like that. that. Okay. Yeah, okay. Way too early All right. in the season. Well, I am a, uh, you know, if it's uh, over the trees at 250, uh, or you could just lay it up at, you know, 180 and then and then uh, use your pitching wedge the rest of the way in, I'm trying to go over the trees. Yeah. And that's probably why I'm not very good at golf. Well, I think it depends on how your round's going. You think you're doing that in hole two? If you're doing that on hole 17. Probably. Probably on two and 17. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, that's, that was probably a bad analogy. I don't know. Um, over under. Uh, I actually changed this one. Um, I had Texas earlier, but now I'm going to go with, I'm going to take the under in this game. The total is going to be under 65, uh, 65 and a half. Sorry. And. Texas's way to beat Alabama is run the ball and keep the ball out of Bryce Young's hand. And to do that, you got to eat the clock, man. Uh, 
Um, I am wavering on my um my original pick now. So Kev, why don't you go? Um, I'm not sure I want to go with it. Uh, it's funny. I think. I mean, I think these two teams put up massive points last week. Um, and I'm taking Alabama, Texas on the over. Woo! I think they, I think they obliterate, I think they obliterate that number. I think wow. your, your theory sounds good, Shuri, but I think Alabama's defense is so good that they, they stop the run early and then they get a lead and it forces Texas to throw. Yeah. I just think the crowd's the biggest factor of that. Like the crowd is going to be able to fuck up Alabama enough. Oddly enough, that was the game I was wavering on. I am going to change it. Um, I'm going to go with the – I'm going to take the under in Pitt, Tennessee. I think they're both two very good off – no, I'm taking the over. Pitt, Tennessee, over 67. Give me the over. Two very good offenses. Pitt and West Virginia started slow the other night. I think these two teams come out flying. I like Tennessee to cover the five and a half. Give me the over 67 in that game. There was a. It's not good when you when you debating with yourself, dude. Which which way were you leaning on the uh, Texas Alabama? Over sixty five and a half. Because the that way I was looking me, at it is like that makes me feel great, guys. <laughs> but I didn't do it. So, but I was thinking over because my my in my head I'm like, which I'm looking on the score um dot com right now, and there's no line on that game, so people are obviously fucking hammering Alabama, but. I looked at it like this. I'm like, I'm thinking Alabama is Alabama could win that game by 20, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's like 45 to 25. Like it wouldn't surprise me at all if fucking Texas still scores on them. But, but uh, so I was gonna take the over in that. But uh, I'll take the over. I'll take that big number. I got a big number to hit on 67. But um, two pretty good offenses there in uh, Tennessee Pittsburgh. So. Good. I mean, I felt really fucking good about last week, but um, I feel really good. <laughs> Keep saying that. And, and, and also, I, I guess I could still be happy with your Florida one because, like, Florida can win by three, and I'd be stoked. Uh, I, I actually want that to happen, Jerry. Guys, I'd like to see you guys happy. You know, so I want. Oh, I to love to see Notre Dame scramble. I almost picked. Oh, my I, underdog, I, Marshall. Um, as a joke, I was gonna like start it out and being like, uh, Marshall in the as the upset. Uh, they're a twenty point underdog, but doesn't fucking matter. But <laughs> I couldn't do it. Or actually, I forgot. I actually wrote it down to do that. Yeah. I think one big thing that's gotta happen over time, maybe not this episode, but maybe by next episode, we find out who Kevin Gallant really is a fan of. Like, he's going to buy their sweatshirt, become a fan of this college football I, team. I, I, I feel like he said, like, he doesn't really have them, but I thought he said if he were to cheer for somebody, he'd be Michigan. Well, that's what it was back in the day, but I don't know. We're going to find out who Kevin likes. Right now... Be- I was going to say it's going to be Kentucky because that's the only bet he's won, but he can't like Kentucky. Like, he just can't be a Duke fan and like Kentucky because it's just too big of a basketball school. How's Duke's football program? They're 1-0. 1-0. They're not good, though. 
They they're do not have good. one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL too from there. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, he's so good. <laughs> we'll figure that. We'll figure that out by week thirteen. Uh, no, I, I did. I say, think by next episode we're gonna find out what sweatshirt you're wearing for the rest of your life. Uh, that that football program. Am I ever gonna like fucking pay up for this bet too? You guys are ever gonna make me do that for the Duke UNC thing? I have the shirt. I'll, I plan on bringing it this weekend, but I don't think Shorey ever bought the shorts. Well, I struggled to get them. Like I was on the website and searching hard, but I don't know how that kid got those ones. I could get some, but how I just this? saw. I just figured I'd go to the orchard and get some, but I haven't been. Like I usually always go to the orchard like once or twice a year, and I haven't been at all. If you guys can't figure it out, and then Duke beats UNC in basketball this year, then the bet is nullified. You've had a year. Yeah. That oh, seems, a year? That yeah. seems acceptable. Although I'm, younger, I'm bringing the shirt this weekend. So what if so if I put the shirt on but don't have the shorts, is the bet finalist? Yeah. I'll try to get the shorts. In two days? I want to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, you go to the orchard. You walk into a store. Oh, oh, I want oh, these gotcha. booty shorts. Can you put this print on it? I'm out. Gotcha. 20 minutes. Right. 10 minutes down the road. All right, dog. That's the that was the plan, but also getting absolutely fucked by Amazon when I ordered two items and it said they'd be here by Friday, and then I check and it's like, oh yeah, no, it's gonna be Saturday now. Damn. I feel like that only happens on items that you need by a certain time. You know what I mean? Like if you would have just ordered like diapers off there and you just needed them like anytime, it's like they'd show up yeah. on time. But when you need something to show up, it's like it always gets pushed out of day. One time it was my not my wedding suit, but like I was in a wedding and it was a suit and I was like, called up somebody I knew. I was like, Hey, I need this like ASAP. And they were like, all right, hold on. And then like, they gave me a phone number and I had to call the driver and I just met the driver at a house and he was like, here you go. It's awesome. It's nice when you have a hookup, yeah. huh? Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yep. Do you guys have anything else? Uh, real quick prediction. Who wins this week? If you can't pick your team. For golf? For golf. For Saturday's golf. Yes. I don't even know what the fucking teams are. I can run down them real quick, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have one team, obviously, that we don't know who it is, but Lonnie in blank. Uh, and then minus 20, Puya Shuri. Minus 20, OJ Whitey. 26, Savage and Kayer. 29, Brody and Trav. 29, Gola and Cole, 31, Nick and Vet, and then 38, me and Keith. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I. What scares me is that Whitey has been practicing up there. Mm-hmm. And that OJ has a high handicap, but he's actually like because he doesn't play enough. But if he gets hot, the kid can hit like straight, and that's, that's huge. If I can't pick my team, I'm picking. I think I pick OJ and Whitey, and especially because they're is like, they're minus twenty. Yeah, uh, they're gonna have like the best starting position. Yeah, and OJ's a two timer, and that's huge. Like that's huge for confidence. Only some could do that. Yeah, I actually don't mind. I've never seen Ryan play, but I don't mind Care and Savage where they're starting either. The big thing for them is going to be 
depending on whether or not they can see too high the, their second shots by too the time high. they get to the eighth hole. They'll Will be too they high. would they would their scores be better if they didn't smoke or if they did smoke? I think it's like beer, you know, you get a, you get a bit a little bit of swing lube and it's good for a little bit. Then if you go over it, it just goes down quickly. Is no, like I'm weed? me. I'm fried. The second I oh. hit weed, I'm out of it. Like I've the only thing I can compare it to is like if I'm playing Xbox and I like I can play pretty decent. As soon as I smoke, I am I'm fried. Like I I'm just laughing and I don't know. Maybe maybe they can do a golf. They're they're much more experienced than the big dog. Um, mm-hmm. so maybe they are, but I just think that they're going to be too high. Yep. I I, I'm excited. I am so excited. I am very excited for this weekend. Yeah. Yep. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, subscribe. Um, so you can listen to the episodes and you get them as soon as they drop. We're, I think we're going to release it. Do we want to do earlier for Golo or do we want to just release it right now tonight? We're deciding right now, live on air. I say we just, re- if we can do it, if you don't have much editing, just release it tonight. Bingo. We will do that. So people get it tonight if you wanted to, but yeah. uh, subscribe. And, and uh, another thing too, if you ever go to our profiles, like on Instagram or Twitter, there's like a little link tree thing. If you ever want to just check out the pics we have, they should be up on there. Um, so if you want to see my picks and you want to fade me, go right ahead. Just win money. I hope that like maybe by half of the year that like other like people that listen can join in and like they could like join this. Mm-hmm. That'd be, be cool. kind of cool if yep. like we can pick somebody that make their picks yeah, um, and they could join in. But other than that, going to be a great fucking weekend. Everybody out there, stay healthy. Peace. Yeah. Thanks, guys.